0: Maybe because he's Swiss, I don't know in terms of European style. I can take you to Suplex City tonight, bitch. Can you say the alphabet backwards? Well, I can look you at backwards. You're
1: not funny and nobody likes you. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This is way! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. <laughs> Welcome back to WrestleMan Radio. Here today for September 29, 2015. I'm Graham Juice and Matthews, sitting alongside RJ and RJ. I gotta ask you one question: Are you ready for Brooklyn? I'm ready for Brooklyn. One more year to go. No sleep till Brooklyn. Start the movin' right now. SummerSlam has been announced for Brooklyn. All three days. Same thing as this year: NXT Saturday, SummerSlam Sunday, and Raw on Monday. Are you pumped? I'm pumped. And how much? How pumped are you about the new intro? By the way. How to include the new Swiss intro. It's amazing. It's amazing. I know you would love it, so I'd include Vince in the intro. We've um, got a lot to talk about here today Raw, SummerSlam, we'll get to in a second. We've also got, we'll talk about the NXT panel that aired last night. After all, we'll talk about the Eric Bischoff JBL podcast. Yeah. A lot of stuff to talk about. But before we get any further, we do have a special guest here on the line here today. We've got Jay Leto from PW Powerhouse. Had the pleasure of meeting you over SummerSlam weekend, although I've known you for years, though. But Jay, how are you doing today?
0: Oh, great, Grant. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It is an honor, and it's a long time coming, my
1: friend. Absolutely, dude. It's your debut here in Restaurant Radio. Great to have you. But like I said, we're going to be breaking down Raw here today. But um, we'll start with the SummerSlam news, because I met you at SummerSlam, so it's very fitting that we start with that news uh, here today. But like I said, yesterday it was announced via, I think it was the Daily News or something like that, and then WWE.com broke the news. I woke up, first thing I saw, happiest person alive. SummerSlam is back from not only 2016. 2017 too. I know, RJ, you already purchased your tickets for all six shows. <laughs> NXT, both years, Raw both years, and SummerSlam both years. We are there, baby. We are there. Hashtag no sleep till Brooklyn in 2016 and 2017, uh, in 2017 as well. So, RJ, what, what are your thoughts on the announcement? Were you expecting this? Are you excited? Are you going? What's what's the deal?
2: I'm not surprised. I thought, since the crowd was so good, that um, they could definitely get another year in Brooklyn, but um, I'm kind of surprised they uh, kind of like Committed so early and um, doing uh, committing a year in advance to Brooklyn. I thought maybe they'd wait a little bit, but when I was there, at SummerSlam was probably one of the best best audiences I've been in a live crowd, so I'm excited it's back in Brooklyn. Definitely going to attend. Try to attend. That was a great weekend last year, and uh, definitely going to try to attend 2016
1: and 2017. And NXT, too. Never uh, been we'll to an say, NXT show. We'll see what happens. That was a great show this year. Can't, I do not regret uh, getting tickets to that show Greatest wrestling show I've ever been to But I was going to ask you We were talking about this before the show Greatest matches you've seen live Greatest moments you've seen live Greatest crowds you've been a part of Including Raw From what you remember anyway When was the last Raw that you went to by the way Before that? I have no idea Like a while when you were ago lo- Years ago A lot younger Years ago um, But in terms of pay-per-view audiences Was that the greatest pay-per-view audience You've ever been a part of Including WrestleMania last year?
2: It's hard to say. I'd probably say WrestleMania is better because there's a lot more people and it was a lot
1: louder. Okay, true, But true, in true. like a
2: regular traditional uh, yeah. arena, it was yeah.
1: definitely that. I feel like smaller is always better, though, when it comes to wrestling crowds. Well, NXT showed that. Not, I'm, talk- I'm not talking about Justin Brooklyn, but even full sale. Lively 500 people in a building makes her an amazing audience. And SummerSlam, the way they reacted to Rollins and everything else on that show. Flawless, make yep. for a great environment. But, Jay, um, you know, you were at WrestleMania week or SummerSlam weekend this past year. SummerSlam, NXT, saw you at both shows. What are your thoughts in SummerSlam coming back to the Barclays Center for both 2016
0: and 2017? It's a prime time example of what WWE does best, and that is marketing. This is completely marketing 100%. They know that they sold out Barclays Center three nights in a row this year. They're gonna do it again for the next two years and it's a breath of fresh air as well because they've been in the stable center for year after year after year, We believe for like ten years at least. And um, it's great to have them back on the East Coast, great to have them back in Brooklyn. I know I'll be getting my fixed as well. I'm actually saving a little uh saving for count. I'm starting it tomorrow, so uh I'll be ready to go for next year's SummerSlam, for
1: sure. There you go. There you go. Smart, man. I'm going to be doing the same exact thing. The savings start now. TLC2 maybe in December. That's in the Boston area, but SummerSlam is more important. But uh, you bring up a great point. Uh, Los Angeles got SummerSlam for six or seven years, from like to up until last year in 2014. So this is a big old FU to Los Angeles. Thank God we're going to be getting it for the next two more years. And hopefully we'll be going to both shows as well. But it also begs the question, not as important, but... It is an interesting thing to think about. Do you think SummerSlam, after, I mean, it was such a huge success this past year, um, the entire weekend was. But, RJ, I'll ask you first. Do you feel like SummerSlam going forward will be a four-hour extravaganza? Or will it, was it just for this year, you think? Like, we tried it. Didn't really work out. Didn't really add to the show at all. Uh,
2: I, think, I, think it, I think it could go four hours. What I think they should have tried to do is try to put it at MetLife. I think they should have had SummerSlam and MetLife. I guarantee, if they had a MetLife, they could sell it out. Oh, they absolutely would. So why wouldn't they?
1: I don't know why maybe they didn't it do it this year.
2: They, I think they should. They should try. But yeah.
1: Um, I, I mean, think, it's already it's already at Barclays. Uh, it's already it's at not, Barclays. Yeah. yeah so but, maybe
2: 2018. Yeah, maybe. maybe Pushing 2018, but uh, <laughs> it's not gonna be a Barclays this year. It might not it's be. A it might be not be four hours, but um. I don't know. It had, everyone had like their good amount of time. They really didn't rush
1: through any of the matches. So no, there were like 10 four, matches, too.
2: Yeah, so I think a so. four hour, Like could keep doing it four hours. I wouldn't have a problem with it.
1: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But, Jay, what are your thoughts on SummerSlam being a four hour extravaganza every year? Do you see that happening come uh, 2016?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I mean, that's a tough question to answer right now because it really depends on the situation WWE is at the time from a booking standpoint. Um, where What directions are going? What talent? are available, because you never know what's going to happen for the rest of this year into 2016 and uh, and beyond, so it's going to be tough to tell. Um, However, with that being said, if they want to continue the bigger-than-WrestleMania vibe and create another bigger-than-WrestleMania main event, it would be smart to give it that four-hour time slot, but I don't think it did it any favors this year, Graham. I think that it was tough to really have a a good, solid, you know, full-blown show with Four hours at SummerSlam, you know, as you were there as well, there were dips and drags in the show. Not all the matches got the amount of time that they needed because there was just so much content to fit in. So I prefer three hours, but if they went with four hours, they'd really have to think twice about it before they actually went forward.
1: Yeah, I agree. As good of a show as it was, I just feel like it... It didn't drag. I don't know what it was, but it just felt like it was too long. They just... It's not even... I, I feel like the matches, or at least the main events, anyway, got the time they deserved. It's just they fit too much content on the show. And there wasn't really that many... Like, the only bad match, not even a bad match, the only dull match was uh, Ziggler and Rusev, I feel like. Even the, the uh, Stephen Mel match was okay. <laughs> Everything else... <laughs> Stephen Mel match sucked. I know you didn't like that match. I thought it was fine. Everything else that was solid... Um, but I feel like if they do go back to four hours next year, at least they learn from their mistakes, and they know what to improve upon for next year. Maybe we do less matches. Maybe we incorporate a musical act. Don't know how smart that is. But they get a good theme song, you know, like this year at WrestleMania. I liked when they did whatever. Um, Kid Ink came out. And Kid sang. Ink and whoever, Skylar Gray, right. for the, um, You Could take a shot at my ego, that WrestleMania song. Great song. But they did a great musical performance. <laughs> so I would love if they did that at SummerSlam next year. Um yeah, to- vado this year. Demi- oh, cool. God. I like that song. Uh, I hated that song. Maybe <laughs> it'll grow on me. I don't know. I like it. <laughs> Only if she takes a um pop-up power through a table. Like uh MGK. Yeah, MGK. That was great. You're wearing the Kevin Owens shirt right now, too. Fight Owens fight, baby. Fight Owens fight. So we kick off Raw last night with a U.S. title match. John Cena issues his first U.S. Open in the first, I don't know, the first time in like, what, two or three months since he lost the belt. But out comes The New Day. Out challenging uh, was Xavier Woods in a, in a decent match. Didn't really lead to anything before the disqualification, the interference from the rest of The New Day, leading to an impromptu six-man tag team match. John Cena teaming with The <laughs> Dudley Boys straight out of 2003 to take on uh, the entire New Day. So a solid six-man tag team match. Good for what it, it was. The New Day wins, surprisingly, building momentum going into the MSG special. So, Jay, what were your thoughts on the uh, U.S. title match last night in addition to the six-man tag team match? I thought it was a great way to kick
0: off Raw. Um, John Cena was able to showcase Xavier was in a way that we really haven't seen him recently. Um, he hasn't really worked with too many main event stars since he's been on the WWE roster, let alone as the singles competitor. So, to see him get in there kind of mixed up with, you know, with the breath of fresh air, he was able to get some offense in, kind of work from underneath like he should, and uh, didn't lose the match. I mean, it, it was pretty surprising to me that they went to a, a six-man tag and then not have Skeena tap him out. But uh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Seeing Skeena team up with the w Boys was smart. It was fresh. It was almost like two separate errors kind of combined. From the past, you know what I mean? To kind of take on this uh, trio of now and into the future. So I, I love it. I thought it was a great way to kick off Raw. I thought it got the New Day over even more heading into this Saturday, which I will be in Madison Square Garden live as well for uh, the WWE Network special. So it gave them a little bit of a boost towards that W Boys New Day tag team match at Madison Square Garden.
1: Nice. And absolutely, I feel like that tag team title match should be good. I mean, there's a very good chance we see the titles change hands, setting up maybe a tables tag team match for Hell in a Cell next month. Um, But yeah, I thought it was a good way of opening Raw. I think bottom line, and RJ, you know this, every single week, it's not the authority. I think that's the best thing that can be said about the segment. It was not the authority, so therefore it just makes it good, in my opinion. But even John Cena, I mean, it's not like he's a fresh face, but having him kick off the show is something we haven't seen in a while. And he mixed it up with someone that he's never faced before. He's never faced any member of the New Day in one-on-one competition, from what I can recall. I mean, if you told me five years ago that Consequences Creed from TNA would be facing John Cena for a title on Raw, would have never believed you. So I thought it was, a, it was a decent match, but it was cool to see him mix it up with someone that he's never really faced before. And the New Day, and the New Day won, so they got a nice little rub out of it. Um, so I enjoyed that opening of the show. So what were your thoughts on it, RJ?
2: Well, you said not the authority, so a good to start the Raw, see a fresh match between Woods and Cena... Woods looked, Woods looked all right. And then obviously he looked lesser to Cena. I think Cena, he had a better match with like Stardust and uh, Neville and of stuff course, like that. Yeah. But um, it was good to see. that, Like you said, didn't he technically didn't lose because New Day came in, and then they got the good rub by beating the Dudleys and Cena. So, I thought that was a good way to start Raw. Good fresh matchup that we've never seen before. So, they all in all that was pretty good. So a good start of Raw last night.
1: Yeah, I thought it was a solid start. Like I said. Not The Authority, so anything's better than The Authority. So I thought it was a good opening, and uh, kind of set the stage, as Jason for the uh, six-man tag team match at the MSG special for the tag team titles. So I thought it was good for what it was. Unfortunately, that was the only like true highlight from the show. I mean, everything else after that was like, meh. You know what I mean? It was, it was kind of dull, but at least we had a good opening there, and a good closure, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but after that, we had, um, looking at the New Day tag team match, we had, oh, your favorite match of the night, RJ, what are your thoughts on Big Show versus Mark Henry, I'm by pretty quickly. Perfect booking. Perfect booking, because I know Big Show puts your butt in the seat. He does. But perfect <laughs> booking to make Big Show look strong going to MSG I mean, they kind of have to do. I mean, at least it's not Cesaro. I mean, I keep on. It's at least, at least, at least, it's, at least it's not Cesaro. You know, it wasn't on the show, so pick, you know, pick your poison, whatever's exactly. worse. I think Either not on the, the show, show or he's getting squashed. So, yeah. any more thoughts on Big Show squashing Mark Henry? That's
2: what it is. That's business, baby.
1: It's business, baby. Uh, what did he say? Uh, what did Brock Lesnar say when he goes, Oh, oh it, it party's over, Grandpa? He goes, No, it's business time, baby. That's what he said one Good. time, like before WrestleMania. It's all about the cash mall. But yeah, as much as they dislike Big Show, set up the uh, Brock Lesnar match for SummerSlam very nicely. No, SummerSlam? Sorry, for MSG. For MSG. It, they're all in New York, okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm mixing up my New York shows. But we got a lot of the Big Show Brock Lesnar hype last night, like a lot of it. We had that match, we had the video package, and they had come in out. the Heyman segment. So a lot of promotion for, uh, you know, bit. we all know Big Show's going to win. So, I mean, I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion, right? You know, you got your money on Big Show. Yeah. You do. <laughs> Student loans on Big Show. Student loans on Big Show. Loans on Big Show. Loans. Tell Doc Wiley that. I am. <laughs> but yeah, it served its purpose doesn't mean I cared about it, but at least it served its purpose. Um, so, Jay, what were your thoughts on the uh, the quick squash last night from Big Sean and Mark Henry?
0: I had a little debate with people on Twitter last night about that. And, I mean, some people think that Mark Henry should be used better. But he's at a stage of his career where he's kind of winding down. Um, he's not getting a push right now. And the WWE makes talent burn their mm-hmm. spots on Raw. So even if they're getting squashed on Raw, you're still earning the, the right to be there and to get squashed on Ross. So, you know, seeing Big Show squash Mark Henry for the 2,000th uh, time of their careers, it, it wasn't something that I necessarily wanted to see, but it's something that makes sense to keep Big Show strong and to make him stronger going into this Saturday night, and that's the whole purpose of it. It's a match that we will forget after tonight and never think about again. So I don't think it's a big deal whatsoever.
1: Exactly. I mean, not everything's going to be entertaining. I mean, I don't think it was good. I mean, other than you, big, uh, other than you, RJ, I know you love this match. It was your favorite match in the entire show, right? Yes. You're Big Show mark. Yes. <laughs> no, you're a Paul White mark, right? I'm a
2: Paul White mark.
1: I'm a, I'm a Paul White guy. Paul Heyman guy? I'm a Paul White guy. Um, but yeah, it served its purpose. It did what it set out to do. Set up the, the Saturday match, although it's not really... I mean, it's great they're finally promoting Brock Lesnar the right way. I mean, I don't know why they didn't do this for the Japan special, which I thought was great, the thing with Kofi Kingston. They just didn't really... They didn't promote that show at all, which was weird, but they're, they're promoting the hell out of this one, which is good. Um, yeah, served its purpose, really no complaints. After that, we had another segment on the show with Miz, um, another segment with the Divas. <laughs> The Miz hosting Miz TV with Charlotte and Becky Lynch. So kind of a repeat from the night after SummerSlam. Not nearly as bad though. It's just that Charlotte is not a great talker. You know, I feel like Becky Lynch is good. Even the Bella Twins are good. Charlotte, it just she doesn't feel like she's a natural babyface. You know, I think I feel like she, she she'll need to turn at some point. Um, segment was what it was. It ended in a brawl with Paige coming out crapping all over the women again, setting up a six-woman tag team match with Paige teaming with Charlotte and Becky for no apparent reason. And then she walked out on him after she beat up Natalya and the rest of her teammates. So um, that didn't make any sense. And the Faction Wars are still going on, so I didn't really care about that. But um, that was about it. So kind of a repeat from last week. It's like every time they have a good thing going with the Divas, they have Paige cut this great promo, turn heel, awesome stuff, maybe coming back the the anti-Diva, you know that whole shtick she did down in NXT. And then they take two steps back with the crap they pulled last night. You know the whole six woman tag team match. But RJ, your thoughts on the Ms. TV segment and the six woman tag team match?
2: Uh, Ms. TV segment was pretty much the same thing as the other one was. It wasn't as bad like you said, but um, like you said, Charlotte, um, I don't know. It's just like she doesn't feel like, or it's like not organic the way she's. A, she like you said, she should be a heel. She just sounds so like cut and dry babyface, just like to say all the good stuff. And it's just not a good talker, really. But then, like, she says, Paige, come out, and, like, I'll kick your ass, pretty much. And then the bellows come out. But then Paige comes out, and then she joins their team, which made no sense. <laughs> and then she leaves their team after, I think, like, Brie or Nikki, like, dropkick Charlotte into her. And then she beats up Natty. And then the bellows. And then Nikki Bella beats Charlotte clean. One, clean. two, three in the ring. And then that was adding the sentiment. So, the Divas Revolution's just up in the air now. Um, everyone wants to see Sasha Banks than never on T V. So it's kind of weird, but
1: not even a single mention of the of the uh No, boss they said last team night. bad they said top oh, team bad, yeah. They just
2: they just I don't know. Instead of just doing one huge segment of all the people at once, why don't you just split up into two
1: segments? Exactly. Have yeah. Banks versus Emma on yeah, Or something. Emma versus Alicia Fox, I don't even care. Exactly. Just get her on the show. I feel like at this point it's the Divas Revolution or lack thereof of a Divas Revolution. It's not, you know, because for a while, people were just mad. That's like, this is not how you book a Divas Revolution, and the six-woman tag team matches just aren't any good. Like, I'm getting, you know, frustrated with the women. After a while, I feel like if they keep on pulling this crap, where they have Paige turn heel, she teams with them the next week, she walks out, which, I mean, should have happened. It's not like they should have just reunited. But, I mean, just the way it happened, I don't know. The whole booking of it was just asinine. But after a while, the point I'm trying to make is that if they keep on doing what they're doing, after a while, people just won't care. The Divas will be right back to where they started. Where they're not getting frustrated with the women, they'll just become apathetic towards the women and just not care. So that's my biggest fear when it comes to the Divas Revolution or whatever the hell this is supposed to be. Um, But yeah, Jay, what were your thoughts on the sixth Diva tag team match last night in addition to the Miz TV segment?
0: A bit awkward, same as the tag match, awkward. But the whole point, and let's not get it twisted, the entire point of the entire thing was to further get Paige over with this heel turn. That was the point. It all built up to her pulling Natty off the apron, so I guess set up another singles match or whatever the case may be. But but to the Divas Revolution uh, thing that's going on right now, the first revolution that I ever experienced in pro wrestling was the ECW Revolution when I was a teenager when I was 13, 14, 15 years old. A revolution is not built in a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. It sometimes takes years to really build a revolution. And that's what ECW did in the 90s. We're still feeling the effects of that today. Um, Finn Balor mentioned last night on the NXT special, uh, the panel, that NXT stars will be remembered some day way. ECW stars are remembered today. When you're building a revolution, it takes a long time, so I think when they they keyed in this revolution, they had a long-term plan for it. I don't think they expected it to fall flat and for fans to really turn on it, especially the uh, IWC complainers as of late. Um, I really think it's going to take a while to flourish. The reason Sasha Banks hasn't been involved is because she's gearing up for this match with Bailey on NXT, and I think that's the reason. They don't want to push her in any other way. They don't want to get her injured before that match. They want to make sure she's fresh for it because it is going to be a history-making match. So I think the sky is really the limit, and the future of the revolution it really is to come. It hasn't even scratched the surface yet, and I, I have a feeling that as time goes on, as it continues to move, as it continues to gain momentum, we'll really see what it's made of. And I think it'll probably culminate with a Divas Championship match at WrestleMania. Um, and that's what Revolution will really start to move forward in a more positive direction.
1: I think you hit the nail right in the head when you talked about how like, the Revolution is something that's organic. And that's something with the women. I mean, it's been the issue since day one with how they've booked this revolution they shove the revolution that the whole that whole term just down people's throats on twitter on commentary over and over and over to the point where wrestling fans just people people in general if you shove something down their throat they're going to resent it after a while the whole divas revolution has not been a revolution because they're they're more concerned with pushing the term revolution than they are with focusing on the women developing their characters giving them more time for matches they have done and i commend them for that their matches have been better it's just that, like, when Paige said that Becky Lynch was the least relevant of all of them, she wasn't wrong. And it's not her fault. It's, the, it's because of creative, and we know nothing about Becky Lynch. You go back to the NXT TakeOver special back in May. You know, one of your favorite matches, RJ, that I know you praised. Going into that match, that whole video package, the one with Banks and... Um, Becky Lynch. Well, Banks and Bailey was amazing, that yeah. video package. But Banks and Becky Lynch, they did the video package talking in the whole I think on an episode of NXT they talked about it. On the episode of NXT before that, Becky Lynch, they showed her background in Ireland, how she got to WWE. They made you care about her. You know what I mean? They made you want to see you win that belt. I remember you texting me after the show, you're like, damn, like I love Sasha Banks, but I wanted to see Becky Lynch win. You know? And Becky Lynch was a nobody before that. She was a oh, loser. loser. She was a loser because she was losing all the time. But they built her up in the course of a couple months. And with the Divas now, like Charlotte is champion. Great. Good wrestler. Know nothing about her. Like if you've never seen an episode of NXT, which I'm sure is not the case with most people nowadays, with the network and stuff, but there is that, you know, casual audience, like a Cam or something like that, or my roommate Connor, or like someone like that that won't watch NXT. They have no idea like who any of these people are, for the most part. Um, so they won't care. Like why would why would any of your friends care about Charlotte? Other than she says, let's do it with flair. You know, like, that's just going to make you sick. You know what I mean? It just, oh, let's, it says it on her t-shirt, so let's use that as her catchphrase. That's not how it works. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard her say that once in NXT. That's how bad it is. You know, the whole, let's do it with flair crap. But, um, yeah, it just takes time. I think, like Jay said, I think it takes time to kind of build a revolution and you make a great point about, about Sasha and that match is next Wednesday I completely forgot about that TakeOver is next Wednesday it's going to be great so I'm hoping that after that show next Wednesday they really go full throttle with Sasha Banks and they start pushing her the way that these, that she deserves to be pushed and someone asked oh dude that... I, I, I... no go ahead yeah dude well that, that's the thing
0: brother is, is Charlotte is now the Divas champion and I think she'll defend it through Paige through Nikki Bella but I really believe that the money is giving the Raw audience that Charlotte versus Sasha as your first major match to really build this
1: thing up. I agree, and I feel like if they hold that, if they save that for WrestleMania, I mean, I hate to use the term money match because I don't know how much money is in the women, unfortunately, but I feel like it is a money match. If there's any two women that could be the cornerstones of that division, um, it's Sasha and Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks and Charlotte is what I'm trying to say. That match at WrestleMania... You can make money off that, I feel like. We haven't had a meaningful WrestleMania women's match since probably Mickie, James, and Trish. And that match wasn't... I mean, it was a very good match, but I think it was only as good as it was because they had a story. Like, when was the last time before that or after that that we had a story match at WrestleMania that had a story to it?
2: Should you do the Four Horsewomen at WrestleMania, or is that...
1: I No, I agree, but I don't know if Bayley's going to be up by then. She could be. But to do a Fatal 4-Way, do yeah. the match from TakeOver this yeah. past year, I would love to see it. But you can also do Banks and Sasha one-on-one, and I wouldn't complain. You mean Banks and Charlotte? What did I you say? Banks, Banks and Sasha. Banks and Sasha. I, I, Sasha and Sasha? Yeah. would love to see it. <laughs> That's that. Sasha and Sasha WrestleMania. Hashtag book it. Hashtag bank on it. How about that? But, yeah, I could see that match at All WrestleMania. Right. Um, what was I trying to say? But, no, yeah, that match, Sasha and Charlotte at WrestleMania, I don't just see Sasha in chase
2: mode the whole time, and everyone wants to see her win. Van yeah. wins. And in the
1: meantime, she feuds with somebody else. She feuds with the Becky Bellas Lynch. Or, or Bellas. Bellas. Exactly, yeah. She plows through them. She gets her title shot at WrestleMania. That's how you build a story. Like, they never have any long-term plans for the women. That's what sucks about this company. Um, but I just feel like if they just keep on building her up over time... Like, that's a match that you can make an event raw with at some point. If there's any one women's match they can close out raw with, it would be Sasha and Charlotte. But it's about giving these people a reason to care about them and making them want to see Sasha win the belt by giving her TV time and what else in the months to come. Now, is a while away, so we got some, we got some time before Mania, but uh, I feel like that's the best way, that, that's their course of action they should take is by building up Sasha as a threat to that belt and put her in chase mode, keep Charlotte as a strong champion for the months to come and then do that match at WrestleMania. So after that, on Raw last night, we had the just a random tag team match. The Wyatt family, Luke Harper yeah, 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 yeah. He's so great. And then Braun Strowman taking on the hashtag millions of dollars primetime players. Decent match. Really nothing more to say about it. Good win for the, for the Wyatt family. Didn't really serve much of a purpose other than furthering their momentum. Um, but it was okay for what it was. Jay, what were your thoughts on primetime players and the Wyatt family last night?
0: There was another squash match with the uh, the whole point was to get Braun Strowman over continually, yeah. a, to push him, push him up the card as a, as a viable threat. To have him just continually beat up Roman Reigns and, and Dean Ambrose every single week, it's kind of it's lame, you know what I mean? So to give him a tag team match and kind of push them together more of a, as more of a unit, especially since we wouldn't see them be involved in the main event, which we'll talk about with Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns, it's good to get them some involvement earlier on in the show.
1: Yeah, I feel like yeah, with them not being involved in the main event, Dean Ambrose was the only guy in this you know three on three feed right now that was not in a match on last night's show. They gave a match to Orton against Bo Dallas later on. They had this match, they had the main event, and Dean Ambrose was the only one without a match. Um, yeah, typical squash. Wyatt Family get a win. Braun Strowman looks strong. And I mean, I I think now like RJ, let's take an over under. How long do you think it'll be before they feed him to John Cena? with The Attitude Adjustment beats him clean. Month or two, three. WrestleMania time? A couple months. I read a report, I doubt it's true, that they were looking at potential opponents for Taker at WrestleMania. And and Braun Strowman was on that list. I don't know why. I mean, I feel like they did the same thing with Ryback a couple years ago, so it's probably BS. But I thought that was weird. I don't think they have big enough plans for Strowman um, to push him as a single star. I feel like they're just pushing him so it's going to mean more when someone eventually takes him down, which is good. But as long as it's someone that can benefit from it, like a... Like an up-and-coming star Not John Cena But yeah. anyway
2: What? Yeah like you said uh, It'd be better for like An up-and-coming star To beat him Than like a John Cena later. It wouldn't, if John Cena beat him Like well whatever What about Baron Corbin? That'd be a big deal If Baron Corbin beat him
1: Do your whole idea But do it like Six months down the line After Braun Strowman Has so much credibility And then Br- Baron Corbin days to use And maybe you could do that He's gonna be up in the main roster before long too. I feel like I feel like he has to be a heel. I mean, we've talked about this before. Has to be a heel. Has to be a heel. He could be a babyface off the bat and then go heel afterwards. Um, but there is money in him, in, in him. I feel like he's a natural athlete and he can't. Got like, a good rub from Triple
2: H on the panel too.
1: He did. He talked about like, oh yeah, he didn't do indies. We'll talk about that later yeah. too. But he's like, I don't care if he doesn't get in if he didn't do indies. I mean, he gets it. That's yeah. all that matters. You don't have to be in. in an indie wrestler. You don't have to be a wrestling mark. It helps absolutely to have passion. But he has passion. He gets it. He's going to be a big star in this company. Do you feel like he could be the next Goldberg? Random question. Not the next Goldberg, but do you feel Not like he could? The next Goldberg, but he could be a dominant. They could build him as a dominant force like Goldberg. Same type push, like yeah. a Goldberg-esque push. Yeah. You can see that. Just yeah. squashing people and then. Yeah. Go like 182-0. Yeah. And like Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then eventually feuded the Rock, right? Yeah. Maybe do that uh, WrestleMania down the line. Yep. we'll have to wait and say. Match after that, though, we had Neville and Stardust. Another match. These matches with Neville and Stardust. Exactly. These matches with Neville and Stardust never go long on Raw. Ever. They're like a minute long. They never happen. I mean, I hate to complain about it because I like Neville. I like Stardust. But this feud has been going on for like two or three months. But the thing is, is, is that it's not really. It, it's it's not a feud. You know what I mean? It's just there. It's just like they just keep on having matches. Creative has no idea what to do with them. The man that Creative forgot, Neville, they just keep on putting him in matches with the same guy every single week and no one really gets over. Um, We got the return of King Barrett on this show, which was cool. I'm a Barrett fan. And then he had to get the mic and he said the King is back and everyone just stopped caring. Because the King character is dead in the water. I, feel, I mean, he's not going to get a push regardless at this point. I feel like he might be damaged goods. There is a small chance they could do something with him, but they washed that away years ago. But the King Barrett, though, with the King Barrett gimmick, it's, in people's eyes, it's just not over, and it's not going to work. You know, I think people have just... He's a loser. Because he loses all the time. So why should people care about his return if he's just been established as a loser? Like, he grabbed the mag, if he grabbed the mic last night and said... No more king crap, no more bad news I'm here as Wade Barrett And started becoming like an ass kicker again Then he might have a chance But as long as he's you know relegated in this role Of a king, of a jobber That he was before he left No one's going to care So what were your thoughts on that, RJ?
2: It's just another wasteless match Between Stardust and Neville um, Barrett comes back Does the same king stuff Not over before It's not going to get over again, people it sucks too, cause he he was so hot in the Nexus. It just sucks to see how far he how far he actually has fallen. Um, he's in the
1: wasteland. He's in
2: the wasteland. No pun intended. I don't know. I thought Bear would be one of those big stars that, that like one of those stars in, like the 2009 was a 10 era like that they were gonna push like the Swaggers and Del Rio's, but they kind of just dropped the ball. At Bear and now just five years later, he just really hasn't done much, and they keep stop pushing Push him, stop. And then switches gimmick a hundred times, and just to the point now that no, the King of the Ring gimmick hasn't worked in the last couple of years. So stop doing it. Yeah. No one gives a crap because if they lose every match, no one cares. Exactly. Same thing happened to Sheamus. How if, are they
1: the King of the Ring?
2: They're the King of the Ring, and they beat a bunch of scrubs. He didn't even beat anyone <laughs> good. He beat like a bunch of randoms. Beat our truth. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> King of the Ring like doesn't mean anything because they're not facing yeah. anyone good, and the payoff is nothing. They just have a crown and a stupid whatever the. The that stupid sword, or whatever the hell you want to call it. A scepter. Scepter, yeah. They're crowned a Scepter and walk around and lose every match. And well, that's cares. one. Yeah, I
1: feel like the aftermath is the bigger issue. Like, like he they loses get a rub and match. they win the King
2: of the Ring, but it doesn't mean anything anymore. No.
1: Nah. We talked about it here in the show. I'm sure there's like clips of it that I put up on YouTube about how. Is he going to finally get pushed as King of the Ring? went on to, like, lose his next ten matches. Hasn't won a match since. You know what I mean? It sucks, because the guy, he is good. He lost to R-Truth like ten times. Exactly! And King and R-Truth isn't even on TV. Like, where'd he go? You know? So, I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's a waste. The guy's really good. But, Jay, what were your thoughts on Neville versus Stardust and the return of King Barrett last night on Raw? Uh, the match was what it was. You were
0: right. They're being kind of lazy with the booking of the storyline. They can really get a lot more out of it if they would actually try. After the Stephen A. Mel involvement, they haven't had any direction whatsoever, except to really add the ascension, add the lucid dragons, but nothing has really happened. But uh, I disagree with you guys on one thing. I think if Wade Barrett would have grabbed that microphone after laying out both guys and just simply said, "I'm afraid I've got some bad news," I think the place would have went nuts. He might have gotten the biggest pop of the night because when he got injured, that bad news gimmick was over. Like people were loving it. He was getting a pop every time he came out. People wanted to see that, and um, that's what I think could help him if he comes, if he does that as a baby face and kind of, you know, tell the heels that they've got bad news instead of telling the, the, the baby face they have bad news. If you recall, he um, came out at WrestleMania, I want to say it was WrestleMania 30's Hall of Fame, yeah. and uh, yeah. he had just like a little, yeah, a little piece, and the place was going nuts for him because it was hilarious. He's got to show his true personality, and I think that's what they should really do with him. And they, they dropped the ball last night by having him come back as the King again, because the King thing just doesn't make any sense. WWE, over the course of history, has been overly obsessed with having Kings on their show. It, enough is enough already. You have a King that sits at ringside every single Thursday <laughs> night on SmackDown, yep. and he's been there since 1993. So let go of the King thing, for a long time until maybe you let Jerry Lawler hand it off to of somebody and make it as an official. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. No, you make a great point. Like when you have Barrett lose a match every single week, it, you still have like he's wearing like his fake cape and the fake crown where you, has, you have king that you have uh, whereas you have Jerry Lawler sitting at ringside every single week like looking at this guy like a joke because he loses every single week. So what kind of king is he? Um, that goes back to what we were saying before. But in regards to the Bad News Barrett thing, initially when he debuted that gimmick, two, three years ago, whenever it was, I wasn't high on the gimmick. Because I feel like Barrett is a guy that could be taken seriously. I mean, with the whole bare-knuckle fighter thing, like, none of his gimmicks have worked out. But with, I mean, especially not the king thing. That's, like, probably the worst of them all, unfortunately. Um, But the bad news thing, I feel like, oh, that's not going to get him a world title. At this point, that ship has sailed. He's never going to win a world championship, unfortunately, I don't think, at this point. But, like Jay said, I feel like before he got injured, the guy was red-hot, and I don't want to see people blame, and I see it all the time, and I don't want to see people blame the injury for what ruined his momentum. Because when he came back at Survivor Series, he cut that promo, he was like, I'll be back soon. And he was over. And he came back on the final Raw of 2014. He interrupted Cesaro, I think it was. He came out to a very nice pop. And I thought he was like... Great. You know what? He's still over. People still care about him. He got a nice pop. Turn him into a baby face. This is great. He's finally going to get the push he deserves. So the injury had nothing to do with it. And then the very next week, they have him go back heel. He won back the IC title in like screwy fashion with Kane. Remember that when he beat Ziggler for the belt? People went back to stop caring because what happened as Intercontinental Champion, RJ? just lost all the time. Every single match. I can't remember one match that he won as Intercontinental Champion. I honestly can't. So that's what happened. I mean, the guy was over when he came back. They had that opportunity. Last night was one thing, but then just that final Raw, I keep on going back to that because he was fucking over. And they ruined it by having him go back to being the same heel that he was before when he looked like a loser, by having him lose every single match. He lost to fucking Sin Cara. Like, when you lose to Sin Cara, your career is over. So the King, you know, the, the King thing is dead in the water. They got to move on with it. And he's not going to be anything until... You know, Bad News Barrett, Wade Barrett, Stu Bennett, if he wants to go by his real name, I don't care. Anything is better than King Barrett at this point. Um, so we move forward from that to the next segment on the show Seth Rollins, the whole Kane evaluation with Ashley, the, uh, what, the, uh, choosing human resources, right? She was, yep. she was the head HR. of HR, yeah. Um, so they do that whole segment. The segment dragged down a little longer than it should have, but I don't think it was really anything too bad. We got Mask Kane back, got the better of Rollins. Choke slammed him. He put back on the mask, whatever. And before he could tombstone him, Rollins gets out, saves the uh, payoff for Hell in the Cell. It was fine. I mean, like I said, it was a little boring at points because I think it went on for like 14, 15 minutes. A little longer than it should have. But nothing wrong that I feel like. You know, it was was fine. And I think it was a nice way of hyping up their match, which is probably not taking place on Saturday. I've seen some people say that. Um, I think it's better to save for Hell in the Cell, which, again, makes sense because that show will be headlined by Lesnar and Taker there's nothing wrong with doing Rollins and Kane on the undercard for the title, but uh, Jay, what were your thoughts in the segment with Kane and Rollins last night?
0: Dude, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic because if you're not doing wacky and weird stuff in WWE from time to time, it's not wrestling. It's not what it, it what made up fans in the first place. Things have to be kind of kind of weird and wacky sometimes. That to suspend your disbelief. I uh, I enjoyed it. I, I called it on Twitter that Kane was going to completely no sell the uh, broken ankle. Injury, or whatever the case may have been, um, from Seth Rollins when he became the demon. Uh, I thought it was a cool effect when uh, the, the ambulance turned red on the inside and he kind of opened the door and he came out as a demon. It was, it was cool. It, it got over, it uh, served its purpose. Rollins is, I, I'm going to say this about Seth Rollins. He has done a fantastic job of being a vulnerable, beatable champions. And I think that is a skill that only certain guys throughout the history of the business have been able to maintain throughout their title reign. Ric Flair, the first one coming to mind. Shawn Michaels comes to mind. Guys like that. So he's in a rare class of these champions that are able to maintain a run while being completely beatable all the time. So I love it. I think it's great. I think it's going to be a nice win for Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell against Kane.
1: It's an easy win. That's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, People will complain about the feud happening. Kane shouldn't be main eventing in 2015. He's not going to be main eventing the pay-per-view. He shouldn't win, but I think it's an easy win for Seth Rollins. I mean, I, I, I definitely agree on Rollins and the point that he's a vulnerable champion. I mean, we've talked about this before. People will complain about his bad booking. Recently, like, I'm not a fan of him losing three matches. He lost to John Cena out of Champions. He lost to him on Raw the next night, clean. And then he lost to Dean Ambrose on SmackDown. Like, I don't think you book your world champion that way. But if you make him look cowardly, you have him run away before he could take the tombstone. Like, that kind of stuff I think is great. Because Seth Rollins fits that character to a T. He's like the 2015 version of what Edge was in 06. And he was a great heel. You know, that whole cowardly thing. The ultimate opportunist cashing into WrestleMania, the main event. Rollins has that character down, and then Kane, Kane is Kane. There's only so much you could do with him in 2015. Um, But the whole you know hokey thing and whatever with the segment being hokey, the 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 Taker segments that we got earlier this year—if anyone can even remember them—when they did the whole urn thing, the coffin thing with Bray Wyatt and whatever—that was hokey. That's like typical Undertaker from like 1992. It could be a lot worse than what it is, what they're doing right now with Kane and Rollins. It's something different. I mean, it would be nice if they had Kane just come back as masked Kane, but at least they're writing the. The corporate Kane character off of television, from what it seems, that so we can just get Matt's Kane from here on out. But um, mind games for right now, nice little build, a uh, nice, nice little build for Hell in a Cell. And that was about it. So RJ, your thoughts on the segment, being the Rollins fan that you are, um, what did you think about it?
2: I thought the segment was fine. Um, I think I think it was good out there. Like the backseat segments of Seth trying to like talk to ate Ashley, and say, "Oh, Kane's so bad." And Kane started doing good things. Found the statue head, was <laughs> so happy they found the statue highlight head. Highlight of your night, right? Oh, highlight of my night was him finding the statue back. But um, it was good. Came came out. Thought Kane was a good performance. All that Rollins complaining, obviously being the is. bitching yeah. and moaning about Kane. Breaks Kane's great. ankle, supposedly. Talk shit about Kane. When Kane's getting on the stretcher. All of a sudden, the I, I saw the ambulance stop. Hey, you didn't see it, yeah. No, I didn't, didn't see it. Ambulance like, oh, it. start. I knew Kane was like the demon Kane was gonna come out. Uh. Rollins keep going. Then he looks at the jumbotron. The red in the ambulance was kind of cool. No cells. The ankle injury, which kind of I, I kind of didn't like that, but it is what it is. And he comes out. Choke, not a huge deal. Not a huge deal though. Yeah. But uh, choke slams Rollins. Rollins gets away from the tombstone. Kane holds up the belt. Um, I think, it's, like I said, just the perfect feud for Rollins right now. The buffer through this time, like doesn't really have a lot of their challenges right now. Nah, yeah. So a perfect opponent. Beat Kane, go on to bigger and better things with the Survivor Series, hopefully against Triple H. Um, but I, I don't think the booking of Ron's actually been bad. He won SummerSlam, beat Sting, lost to Cena twice, whatever, it's Cena. He lost to Ambrose on a distraction, so technically, it's, smack, it's not a huge deal. No with one even saw down. it. It was on SmackDown, and he was <laughs> distracted, so it's not, like, it's not like he lost clean to Ambrose. And, yeah. But um, I think Rollins, like you said, perfect character. He always has the, he has that like, he's not like he's oh, he's never favored to win. No. He's that character that's like he's he could definitely like you said, very vulnerable. He can lose any match he's in. Yeah. But it makes him good because then he overcomes the odds and wins matches. So um, I think it's good for Rollins. Good to be on TV. Good segment. Good for him and Kane. They won't main event, but I know people are complaining that Kane's like in the main event 2015, but it's not in the main event. And it's just something for him to do now. Can't push everybody at the same time, people.
1: Here's the, thing about, here's the thing about Rollins. I feel like what makes him such a great heel is that he knows. I mean, Jim Ross has talked about this multiple times in the past, but he knows he can get the job done on his own. But what makes him a great heel is that he has to use the help of other people or resort to dirty tactics in order to beat his opponent. That's what makes him a great heel. And that's what we need more of in 2015. Like, Owens is just a dick. To everybody, That's why he's a great heel. How many other people can you say that about on the roster? Like, what other heels do we have? The authority? They act like baby faces. They're dancing with the New Day. Like, who else is the uh, heel in 2015, you know?
2: It's honestly just... It te- actual heels, it's probably just Rollins and
1: Owens. Yeah, Rusev is like... He loses. Bray Wyatt, maybe. Yeah, Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah, the Wyatt family I could see. They've been booked better. Like, Wyatt would encourage the crowd to, you know, follow the buzzers and... Whatever. About it last year. Now he's a lot better than than what he was. At least he has like purpose now with his promos. Like his promos before were like just random rambling. There there was no direction to him. But anyway, um that that's the art of being a great heel in twenty fifteen. I feel like he has that down to a pet. Um to you know, just he has it down perfectly. But uh, the highlight of your night, RJ, I feel like you forgot to mention it. The first segment they showed with Kane and Ashley backstage where where the authorities were like, someone filed an anonymous, you know, angry, <laughs> negative email against you or a negative complaint. You see Rollins like, that is a travesty. That's why he's great. That's you know? so funny. His acting like, was incredible. What kind of cowardly
2: person would do that to <laughs>
1: you, <laughs> Kane? Send an email and not confront you man to man? Who would do such a thing? He's great in his role. I feel like if they have him talk too much, then it becomes a little overbearing. But if they keep it limited to stuff like that... He's golden. He's Seth Rollins. He's as golden as the as the hair on his head. Yep. That is Rollins on the microphone. So good segment there. After that we had random, you know, meaningless match. Orton beat Bo Dallas. About it. Matt Which the match was over in two uh, about two minutes. Give some T V time to the Buffalo Bills, you know, pop the hometown crowd. Probably the biggest pop of the entire night was when they acknowledged him at ringside. Beats Bo Dallas and that was about it. RJ? Beat Bo Dallas. RKO out of nowhere. Yep, that's, that's what it. Happens, right? Bo Dallas. See ya. Good luck in future endeavors, right? Or it was. <laughs> just a little <low>, match. Just <laughs> a little match. Nothing really, you know, nothing really news nothing. Nothing newsworthy whatsoever. Uh, Jay, any thoughts on this match? Orton and Bo Dallas?
0: Just to get Orton to win. I mean, Bo Dallas is another guy who's earned a spot on the Raw roster to, to wrestle on Raw on almost a week-to-week basis. Um, I still think there, there's a lot of time to get money out of Bo Dallas in the future. I wrote an article a few months ago about character development, how sometimes wrestlers' first gimmick doesn't work, doesn't work the right way, like Cactus Jack, you know, as Mick Foley, and, and stunning Steve Austin, and uh, Mean Mark, and, and, you know, all these other guys that their first gimmick just completely fails. So I think, the, I think the future of Bill Dallas is still to come. So uh, I expect big things from him in the next, like, five years. But right now, he's just uh, paying his dues, you know, earning his cube.
1: I know it's cliche to say, but we've talked about this before, RJ. I feel like you put him with Bray Wyatt, I feel like that'd be pretty cool. I know right now he's, like, surrounding himself with giants, but in the Wyatt family, as, like, an ad, like a Raven-like character, a Raven's flock-like stable with the Wyatt family, where it's more than just two people, you throw Eric Rowan back in there, you throw in Adam Rose, like, people like, oh, my career's going nowhere, Bray Wyatt, will you help me find direction? And, like, you know, just start growing out his beard again, which he did for a while after WrestleMania, then he shaved it off, which was weird. Um, he just started doing that. Give him some direction. He just didn't have a storyline. Like, they pushed him for a cup of coffee a couple months ago in that Feud of the Neville, but then it went nowhere after that, after they beat him at uh, the Chamber pay per view. He just needs direction, I feel like. I feel like, you know, he was getting over last year when he was winning matches. People were both leaving, and then they had him lose to R-Truth, and it's been all downhill since. They just need direction for the guy. He's good. He's not great, but he's good. And I feel like he's got the charisma. They're just not doing anything with him. Um, I know, you, like you said, you can't push everyone at the same time. But I feel like just some character development is what's key with Bo Dallas right now. So after that, we had kind of a short-lived segment. We don't have to spend too much time on it. Kevin Owens, Rusev. Match never really got started. Was over in like a minute. They attack uh, Ryback. Out comes Dolph Ziggler. And that was essentially it. So, Jay, what were your thoughts on uh, Owens and Rusev? Your whole thoughts on the feuds between Ryback and Owens right now, Rusev and Ziggler, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: I didn't expect the Paul Heyman promo, which was, out, which was the next segment. So I thought this match was going to go much longer. Yeah. It was going to be more hard hitting and, and was going to be a way to really get the crowd going and kind of be like a meaningful match. But I understand why they went the way they did It was awkward to begin with, putting two heels against each other. Um, I don't know if they were trying to to capitalize off Kevin Owens holding up the title and kind of their their, uh, little bit of feud in the past they've had. But I thought it was basically just a way to continue the feuds with Ziggler and Ryback respectively.
1: Yeah, I thought it was fine. It wasn't the worst thing. I just feel like with both feuds right now, more so with Rusev and Ziggler, they just need to give me a reason to care. They're just kind of there. It's basic furthering of the feud, which is fine. At least they're on the show and they're giving them some TV time. But you know, some mic time would go a long way. And I'm going to regret saying that when it, when it comes to Ziggler and Rusev. God knows they've gotten enough mic time in the last couple of months. That god-awful feud. But with Ron Owens and Ryback, I know they had a promo a couple weeks ago before Night of Champions. Um, I don't know. I just needed more. I felt like it was way too short-lived. They could have done more with it. And if they if they build to another tag team match, like what was the point of doing the first tag team match to begin with when 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 Owens walked out on Ryback? Like why would you do another tag team match? I mean then again it's the same company that put Paige back with her PCB, uh, PCB teammates after they after she turned on them like a week prior, so I wouldn't be surprised. But it just kind of felt weird. Um, RJ, what were your thoughts in the match while well, it lasted? Anyway, just further the feuds. That was it. That's all it did. But do you care about the feud right I now? I care
2: about Owens and. And uh,
1: Ryback, keep care two shits about Ziggler and so. Can't believe it's still going on. It's still
2: going on. as no point.
1: <laughs> Four months later, it's still going on. Like I said, they're just waiting until Lana gets back, though. So, essentially, that's really all that this feud is uh, revolving around. That's the only reason why it's still going on. It's because of that. And, um, you know, Big Sean Paul Heyman, we talked about it before, just building towards the match. And just final match here before we let Jay go. Uh, Jay, what were your thoughts on Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt in the main event?
0: I dug it, man. I think there's there's a big match, a big payoff for them in the future. It might be at Hell in a Cell, maybe at even Survivor Series. But uh, it was hard-hitting. It was physical. It was two former football players who have really made a name for themselves in the WWE roster over the past couple of years, just colliding and beating the holy hell out of each other. Um, they tried their best to get the crowd hot, but for some reason that the, the live crowd was dead. And I don't put all my, all my uh, you know, uh, hopes and dreams into how the live crowd's can to respond, but all I know is that those guys busted their ass, they tried, their hearts out, to get the crowd involved, and I thought the result was was really good. They had a couple big spots at the end, some hard-hitting, some brutal spots that uh, really left me at home pumped up about the segment and what the future holds for this feud, so uh, I, I like where it's going. I think that there's going to be a, uh, a bright future for the both of them, obviously, but the, the climax of it's going to be another singles match for sure with some kind of gimmick, whether it's the hell in the cell. I'd rather just see Brock and Kaker in the cell and not another match, but regardless, whether they put them in the cell to contain them or they have something big biggest Survivor Series, it, it's ready to explode at this point. It's ready to, it's ready to come to a culmination.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't really put all my money like you said on the on the crowd being dead. The show on the whole was very dull. It wasn't even a bad show, it's just that there were a lot of squash matches, nothing really too exciting. So the crowd is just kind of dead going to the main and then in addition to Buffalo not being an amazing crowd to begin with, um, yeah, I thought it was good I, th- I thought it was a solid match They told a good story The post-match stuff I thought was the best thing On the entire show Granted, not saying much Because not much happened On the show But the post-match brawl The spear through the table I know you weren't too happy About Bray Wyatt taking the spear <laughs> But it was still a cool yeah, spot Yeah, good though. spot Good spot The crowd goes, this is awesome Of course they would Because nothing else On the show was awesome um, but I thought it was good. Decent furthering the feud. I don't know if this leads to Reigns and Wyatt at the pay-per-view or the six-man tag team match that they teased. I'm not exactly sure, but we'll find out more in the weeks to come. Um, but that about does it. Uh, Jay, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. And Before we let you go, feel free to plug your stuff, your Twitter, at Jay Leto, Pro Wrestling Powerhouse. I know I just did it for you, but anything else that you want, the, uh, you want to shout out and send the fans to to check out your stuff?
0: Thanks, Graham. I appreciate it. And you are the top guy over at Police Report. I'll I'll say that until the day I die. So uh, (laughs) thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you so much. Um, You can follow me on Twitter, at Jay Oletto. Follow my website, pwpnation.com. We recently just migrated from ProWrestlingPowerhouse.com to pwpnation.com, a shorter, more concise URL for the fans. Exclusive articles, opinions, podcasts, blogs, whatever you want to call them. Go check us out, pwpnation.com follow the site on twitter at pwp nation and you can listen to me tonight or uh, anytime on pwp nation radio tuesday nights, 10 p.m sometimes 9 p.m it's really fluctuating at this point but uh once again thank you so much for having me on the show Graham. i really appreciate it my friend
1: no problem man And like you said guys you can check him out at pwp check out the twitter pwp nation uh, PWP Nation, that's a mouthful for me, uh, at Jay Leto on the Twitter as well. Be sure to check out the show that goes on immediately after this show. Uh, goes off the air in just about five or so minutes. And uh, last but not least, dude, be sure to Joe M- uh, MSG on uh, Saturday. It uh, surely looks like it's going to be a great show, so be sure to enjoy it.
0: Absolutely, thanks, man. I'll be live tweeting from Madison Square Garden as well at PWP Nation. So thanks
1: again, Graham. Appreciate it, my friend. No problem, dude. Have a good night. We'll catch you down the road. Just too. Take care, guys. See you, man. So, RJ, your thoughts on uh, Reigns and Wyatt last night? Before we uh, go off there in the time that we have left, I thought it was good. I thought
2: it was a good match. Um, honestly, I just think uh, it's probably one of the best booked feuds throughout the year so far. Like, honestly, they have started at Money in the Bank and they've brought this feud over in three or four months and still kept the audience compelled. I think I applaud WWE for their efforts. Uh, they've kept it interesting. It's not like the Raw Seven. Uh, Dolph Ziggler feud—that's just a couple boring matches. is no, that no one cares. They took two superstars that people care about, put in this long feud, and they could—I think—they could even drag it out to Survivor Series if they wanted to. TLC at this point—it's been compelling. They haven't done the same stuff. It's been—you've di- a- added different. You added Dean Ambrose. You added The Wyatt's back. You added Harper. You added Strowman. You put Jericho in. Randy Orton. They keep adding new pieces. to keep the audience. Intrigued. I think they've done a good job. I think um, their matches have been good. I, I I think it's been a good book feud. Like I said, um, I think they'd probably culminate with a Hell in a Cell. But honestly, like I said earlier, I think they could do like a Wyatt Family versus Team Reigns or something or something like that at Survivor Series. Add a couple more people into it. Maybe Eric Rowan, Baron Corbin, uh, White Sheep, White White Sheep. I don't know. I just think I think this feud could be brought out. Kill
1: TLC if they really wanted to. You made a great point, and you said it's not like Ziggler and Rusev. Now, let me bring your attention. These two feuds have been going on for pretty much the same period of time, three or four months. One, like, very well booked. Like you said, new components, new this, new that, good matches. There's Ziggler and Rusev, what's new? Same shit every single week there's nothing new about this match about this feud it's the same stuff every single week it goes to show that a little good booking I mean it's the same company it's not like oh one's TNA one's WWE they're on the same show every single week but what I'm trying to say is that one goes out for three or four months it's not the fact that it's been going on for so long you can book a feud for four or five months and have it be good Ambrose and Rollins Perfect example. Feud went on for like, what, four months last year? Culminated at Hell in the Cell in a very good match. Had a good match at SummerSlam and on Raw. And the feud is still going on. Like, you could still do the Reigns and Wyatt feud for years to come if they keep on going back to it, you know? Um, but do you feel like, you kind of answered it, but do you feel like this will blow off at Hell in the Cell? Or do you feel like I it think will it'll blow
2: off at Survivor Series. Okay.
1: Add in a few more components. Yep. In the 5 on 5 elimination yep. match, maybe? Adam Rose and Bodell's?
2: Yep. The Wyatt no. Family. Eric Rowan and. Maybe yeah.
1: on the babyface team. I'm talking. Oh, you talking about heels or babyfaces?
2: Yeah. You put Rowan on the Wyatt family. You
1: yeah, have to. I feel like. Yeah. He can't be baby. And face. maybe,
2: like I said, maybe Adam Rose is Leo Kruger. It cannot be Adam Rose or Bo Dallas. I think Bo Dallas would be fine in that role. Hot, steamy, poop. Or just. I, I think I'd rather have Bo Dallas in there than Adam Rose. <laughs>
1: and I'm just not. Damage feel- goods. Dam. Very damaged What good. did you? What did you send me over the weekend? Pink slip. Seriously, sorry. give a rail upon the pink slip. I hear TNA is interested. Give him the world title, maybe. Now let's get down to some Bound for Glory predictions. Oh, we got to talk about the MSG special on Saturday. Sorry, no TNA predictions today. we will skip over that segment. Uh, move on to uh, MSG special on Saturday.
2: Looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna watch it live. Boo. I'm,
1: be, I'm be in Delaware. Boo. Sorry. RJ hates wrestling. Apparently, I hate wrestling. I, cause I'm not gonna be. <laughs> Hey, it's wrestling. I'm going to unsubscribe to the network tonight. I think I'm unsubscribe. He's going to unsubscribe. No no Raw next week. No, no Raw at RJ's. No. Raw can't is can't RJ. I'll have caution tape over my door. Boo. I have to watch it in my own dorm. Yeah. Boo. But yeah, looking forward to it, though. It's going to no, be a good show. No, going to
2: be good, though. When I get to
1: watch it, I'll... I'll can't watch. wait to hear. And just the place go crazy. Then I ba- react? I'm gonna no sell it. Then you hear, whale. Well, yeah! place goes crazy.
2: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Give him the Triple H pop from O2. in the garden. <laughs> Who do you got going over, Lesnar or Big Show? Lesnar. world's dying to know. Lesnar easily. Lesnar easily? What about attacking titles a little harder? New Day. New
2: Day rocks. I, I can easily name off New Day with Easy One. <laughs> they should She's going win down. Dudley the Boys,
1: I can won. see winning.
2: It would make... It just, like, killed the momentum of the tag team division.
1: They'd still be fine. They'd just keep flip-flopping the titles. I know. The titles mean nothing. They're just two giant pennies. They mean absolutely nothing. Eh, but... They're uh, meaning. I think they're A little mean. bit. More than the Divas title. Nah. I don't nah. think that's true. Ooh. What do you think is the most legis- the, the least prestigious title in the company? Tag team titles. There you go. What did I tell you? Nothing better than the Divas titles? No. I no. think the Divas title's better. Really? Just because of Nikki's 300 day reign? Just I think it's been
2: it's better. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We flipped out the title between six teams in the last year, and no one cares.
1: I still say yeah, I- they wins it, they lose it, win it right back. I still stand by what I said a couple weeks ago. Hashtag emulation. Emolution. Mm-hmm. Hashtag bring back the women's title.
2: Nah, I could I could stick with the Divas
1: championship. And as women's champion. Divas champion title man. Women's champion. Divas. <laughs> They're divas, get over it. <laughs> Next uh, segment here before we go off the air, the uh, NXT panel. Yeah. You suggested. I completely forgot about it. You're like, did you watch the panel? What? Watch. Did you unsubscribe to the network? Damn, I did. I was like, gotta resubscribe. NXT panel's coming up. What were your thoughts on it? I
2: thought it was really good, honestly. I think. Um, all your favorites are on there, too. All my favorites are on there. That so was good. Besides Finn Balor, I don't mind Finn Balor. He's
1: not like one of my favorites, but. RJ's Fave 5. He was in your favorite five for NXT, though. Was he? A couple months ago. Maybe the last couple because months you, said this, you I remember you included my star comment in there. Maybe if I went
2: redid we it now, he <laughs> probably wouldn't be in it. I don't, know, I, just, I don't know. His talking just doesn't get me going.
1: Flash question for you. Top five favorite wrestlers in NXT right now. Go. You could think of off the top of In your NXT head. now?
2: That's tough because Owens it doesn't have to be in it. order, either. Owens is in it, so... uh there is banks. Oh, fuck. That's tough. You oh, hate NXT God. because they're gone. Tyler Breeze? Joe Breeze, Corbin... Ooh. Enzo Cash? No. I don't how you think. doing? No, how you doing? I know how you're doing. Uh, Emma? I have to put Emma on Emma! That. What did I say? Breeze, Joe... Corbin, Emma, and Chad Gable. That was gonna say Gable and Gable. Jordan. Ready, willing, and Gable. Gable. I, Gable. I don't think you said you
1: didn't like him. I love Chad Gable. <laughs> I hate Jason Jordan. Love. A couple Chad weeks Gable. ago. A couple weeks ago. Oh, you know what it was when I said, the WWE thought they couldn't. He couldn't be world champion. He's good. You Put the won. belt on him. It's Gable. So before we go off the air, your latest hashtag. Kane's back. The statue's back part of it anyway and what was your other hashtag we fulfilled what was the other one statue cane had another one I think that might have been it I think it was just that that no, was that what was the next one though what's the new one what's my new one yeah Gable and Jordan for the Dusty Roads classic <laughs> hashtag book it what's uh there was another one you said earlier Hashtag bring back Goldberg. There you go. Seriously. Hashtag where's Goldberg? Where's Goldberg? Hashtag. So I'm um, a couple months ago. But no, bring back Goldberg's better. Bring back Goldberg's. We, we know better. where Goldberg is. He's not in He's, WWE. No, we need to bring him back. That's where he is. How about this? Hashtag where's Damian Sando. Who cares? You <laughs> It's like saying hashtag where's Fondango. R RJ's texted me yesterday when he texted when I when I sent you the picture this guy should be next day. Who the hell is that? An enhancement talent? RJ's Seriously. <laughs> And um, finally, I know we're doing a lot of finalies here. Finally, RJ's video to watch on YouTube for the week.
2: Goldberg return? Goldberg return, yes. Rocks account Ira Goldberg. <laughs> Funniest thing ever. Ugh. That segment is... Booty! Like, the best part is, like, when I was watching it live, I had no idea who Goldberg was. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Like it's not like they, like, ever acknowledged him before. That. You hated
1: Goldberg. You don't even like Goldberg. I love Goldberg. You hate Goldberg. Kind
2: of got buried, but I like Goldberg still. He got
1: buried. Loved his Goldberg. feud with Jericho. Triple H? Nah. Yeah, kind of poop. Kind of poop. Kind of hot standing they kinda, poop. Yeah, kind of screwed him over. <laughs> <all that, laughs> they but. did. At least he won at WrestleMania. Beat Lesnar. Should have
2: won the Limited Chamber, though. Take your suplex day night bitch. One, if they had to think of like a list of mistakes, not putting the title over Goldberg at the Elimination Chamber. Of all time? He like eliminated like everybody. speared Jericho through the fleshy Sledgehammer, he's done. Freaking, oh my god. I remember he had Randy Orton up and like Randy speared Horton. him through the ring. Then stupid Flair puts the, Flair, of course. Flair. Did it with Flair and Woo! put a stupid sledgehammer.
1: Through. Yeah, I did it with Flair, yeah. Oh, that was what got him. And funny. then he got beat up after the match. <laughs> they beat the fuck out of him after the match. People were like, yeah. won the world title. It wasn't, but it was close. People were like, eh? Should have won it last night. Shouldn't should have won it last month at SummerSlam. But that's it. That's rent rated for this week. Raw this week. But Goldberg, go watch Goldberg on YouTube. Looking forward to MSG special on Saturday. Should be a solid show. But what else are you looking forward to in the, on the network? What else are you watching besides the NXT panel? What have I been watching? What else are you watching? What are you gonna go watch when you go back? Ink Master. Egg Master. What? Ink Master. The show? Have you seen that show,
2: Ink Master, before? It's on Spike. Oh, I think you're talking about the Corey Graves show. No, that talks about stupid people's crap. I watched Taylor for three, but it matters who's on it. Like, I'm not going to watch Ivory and them. I have no interest in that. That was a good one. I want to see the Kevin Owens one. I don't know who he's with. That's
1: up next. That's up next time. You know who he's with? Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and Cesaro. I think it's Cesaro. That's going to be good. It's too Swiss. Too Swiss. Can't yeah,
2: remember uh, that one. I don't know. I honestly thought the NXT panel was good. It just I can't wait for NXT tomorrow night. Next week.
1: Next week is hot.
2: Next is it, is, is hot. that the only match announced, though?
1: What? The The Iron Man match? Yeah, Iron Woman match. Iron Woman match? Is there anything else announced? Finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. I think Classic. it's the semis and the
2: finals. Oh, is it? I think and it's the two semi-matches and then they have the final too.
1: Okay, that, yeah, that, that's what I thought. And then also we have Tyler Breeze versus my boy, the next world champ. Apollo Cruz. He's not in your top five for NXT. I didn't even remember him. Apollo Cruz is my favorite. He's five. not in
2: my favorite.
1: Five. I thought you liked him. I okay, just because I like it doesn't mean he's in my favorite five. He's not your favorite. He's not, not like my him. favorite. You tolerate him. I don't even know who my favorite is. It'd be tough between Corbin and Breeze. I really like Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's good. He's coming up. So next week we got MSG special on Saturday. Bound for glory on Sunday. Looking forward to that, right? Can't wait. Drew McIntyre versus Derek Derek Bateman. Bateman. Main event. Looking forward to that. Not on main event. It's the main event of the pay-per-view. We got NXT TakeOver next Wednesday. Should be a solid show. Can't wait. Very solid show. Gable better win. You think he's going to win? He should. He better win. I don't know about that. But anyway, NXT TakeOver on Wednesday. We're doing predictions next week. Raw review. But I will say this. Does Big Show put your butt in the seat every week he's a spectacle people buy tickets if he wasn't
2: at SummerSlam I would have asked for a refund
1: really yeah really yes I would have I would have too Big Show (laughs) I haven't seen him in like five years I pay you to see Big Show I pay to see Big Show so I love Big Show so much that I got two tickets to Raw for next week that next week RJ's coming with me to Raw next Monday I got these tickets a while ago as a gift someone got these for me as a gift and if you want to go if you're free it's Monday Night Raw, and I pay to see Big Show. Where is it? Boston. Boston? It's the TD oh Garden. So is RJ going? in?
2: We're going? Going?
1: I guess. Is it going? I guess we're going. He's going. I pay to see Big Show, baby. Oh I pay to see Big Show. Big Show puts butts in the seats. But we have a tradition here in Restaurant Radio that starts right now, that if you agree to go to this Raw, you agree by forfeit, it's on the, it's on the ticket itself, that if you go to this show... You have to do the millions of dollars dance with me. I'll do it with you. You'll do the millions of I'll dollars do with dance. Of dance Sold. RJ's at Raw next week. TD Garden in Boston. He's there. So that's about it. Your plugs will go off the show. Gotta do the shout outs. Gotta do the shout outs.
2: Hashtag worst Chad Gable. That's all ha- I wanna say. Hashtag
1: worst Hornswoggle.
2: Spending. <laughs> Spending at it home. Report, they were saying, like, they don't think he failed the drug test, but he, like, couldn't.
1: He was at home. He could use urine in three hours. hours or some stupidness. Who gives a, yeah. Who gives a fuck? But the leprechaun. Cam cares though. Yeah. Shout out to Cam.
2: Yeah,
1: Cam. Yeah. Any other shout outs? Nope. Follow Twitter? Nope. What are, what's the Twitter? All right. Fuck this. At RJ underscore Marcel, Oh, okay, okay. What I'll do I'll, I'll, I don't know. Okay. look at my handle
2: enough. I think it's at RJ underscore
1: Marcel. <laughs> I'm not sure. Thanks. So you guys can follow him on the Twitter at RJ underscore. Are you sure that's right, dude? Don't all forget right? the underscore. Marcel. I say it all the yeah, time on is, hashtag. It is, it is. I forget all the time on the hashtag. It was Raymond at one point, right? Was it Raymond? It was. Raymond, but it's RJ, baby. R J Brox. R J rocks You guys can follow me. At WrestleRan on the Twitter. On the Facebook at Facebook.com. Backslash Graham.gsm.matthews. Uh find me on YouTube at youtube.com backslash c backslash graham gsm Matthews. Um, check out the website, this is the very website where you're listening to the show on archive at nextairwrestling.net. And that's about it. Last week's show, the interview with Jericho is up. You want to listen to that with a good old Y2J. Also up here on the website. Be sure to check out RAW next week for live tweets from the arena, and you can find me on live tweet from the arena. Hope, hopefully, if we get some, uh, if we get live, if we get service, I'll be tweeting be tweeting for Big Show, baby. The
2: service at uh, Slimmersetown was kind of weak, I thought. Yeah,
1: it wasn't great. I couldn't upload any videos or anything like that. If they're selling Big Show t-shirts, the one left, I'll buy it at the show next I'll week. I'll probably buy this one left. I'll buy it, too. So uh, you guys can find me on also other social media outlets like Vine, um, Snapchat. You guys can find me MySpace. on MySpace. I uh, have Graham, G.S., and Matthews. Graham, G.S., and Matthews for all of them. If some, like, pedophile pops up, don't worry. That's me. Um, on MySpace our Snapchat Snapchat, Snapchat or Vine Vine is okay. Sna- you have to have a Snapchat I'm um, old school baby Facebook you have an Twitter you have an Insta? no Insta follow me on Instagram too the one that I don't have Uh, so be sure to follow <laughs> me on there too oh you know what follow me on Periscope I'll be Periscoping next week on Raw be sure to get me there as well I have well. Instagram I just don't use it yeah I, well, I mean, just look at it Twitter a- is where it's at Follow at WrestleRant. Twitter's where it's at. Twitter's where it's at, baby. Um, so that about does <sighs> it. Thank you guys once again for a great show. We'll be back next week. Oh, the most the most important plug of them all. Live next week, Tuesday night, 9 Eastern Time, 8 Central Time at RJ. Here we go. Live365.com backslash back stations backslash back ECTV 73. 73. Boom. That's Booty! Awesome. So I'll be back next Tuesday night, guys. For another live episode of Wrestle Rant Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we'll catch you next week.